0: All right, welcome to the weekly wrap-up with Whitey on Wednesday. That's on a Monday. Uh, The Mountaineers just tipped off the basketball season, got an eight-point win over Missouri State. They covered. They did cover. Yeah, great – or good teams win, great teams cover. (laughs) I have my final four tickets ready. Could be a long year.
1: It's nobody's. It's nobody that's on that court's fault. Right, right.
0: Just say as long as the guys play hard, everyone should support them. Right.
1: That's it, man. I mean, the shittiest pizza I've ever eaten was still pretty good. So Let's go out there and. I I was uh, I was at a football game with my with a buddy of mine, and uh, his parents had like box seats at the, the Mountaineer games and I just remember one time the defense was really struggling one day and his dad wore headphones so he was always like w- the way he's the volume of his voice was different to us than what it was to him you know how, like when you're talking to somebody in earbuds and they're like why are you yelling at me and I just right. remember he was come on defense try <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a season like that for our basketball team I'm afraid but we've been here before I remember um, one time as a fan, uh, it was close to home. It was during the holidays, and we played in Harrisonburg against JMU, and this was Hargit's first
0: year. Yep, I remember that. And we went
1: there, and he actually played that game. He played rather well. I mean, we barely won, I think. No, we lost.
0: Did we lose? Yeah, we lost.
1: I remember it not going great. No. I mean – but uh that was a rough year. <laughs> Both in football and basketball it was a bad year. That was a bad year. Yeah. That was a rough year. So, was that was that my freshman year? Was that our freshman year?
0: That was Rich Rod's first year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I we thought. We went
0: 3 and 8 in football and 8 and 20 in basketball. And then the basketball team ran with it.
1: Yeah. They didn't know they were rebuilding. We thought we had a blue chip like
0: Yeah, we thought we had a team. Yeah. A lot of a lot of magazines had us as like a dark horse in the Big East that year and it just sort of collapsed and just
1: Have we had more fanfare around a basketball recruit? No way, right?
0: Probably not. not
1: maybe? N- Oscar, big O. Not until we got
0: not until we got Oscar and, and Ebanks was a big time recruit too.
1: All right. Well we're not here to talk about basketball No,
0: sir. No, sir. The Mountaineers handle business thirty seven seven over BYU.
1: Close to what we you and I both predicted us to roll, so that was
0: I think you were a little more bullish on the blowout than I was. But yeah, we both had us winning.
1: I I thought we matched up well. There's there's games that that you match up well with the team and there's games where it's a Like, UCF isn't a great style for us to play against, frankly. That's why that game concerned me so much. That's, um, I picked us to win each game since we started doing this, which, I mean, in hindsight, we didn't realize Oklahoma State maybe had all what what they got going on right now. But we're as good as anybody outside of Oklahoma State. I think Texas is the most talented team in the league. I think Kansas State, puts it together better than anyone, man. They get every ounce of talent out of their guys every year, it seems.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good call. We
1: routinely out-recruit those guys, and it never looks like it when we play them. Um, and then uh, Oklahoma, obviously. I mean, they've got a lot of guys, but I, I think this is I think it's a winnable game for us, too. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I think the offensive line, and you, you sent me a Twitter, uh, the Jed Drenning tweet or X, or whatever it is now, of Zach Frazier rolling that guy in the end zone. I, I saw that real time. I saw him laying in the back. It's odd to see an offensive lineman on the end line when a run play on the on the end zone. So I rewound that play and watched him just – this is what happens when a interior lineman who weighs 300 pounds gets a hold of a linebacker, and he just does what you should do, and that's Barry, that son of a bitch. And he, I don't even think he realized that they'd scored, but he – He stuck his hands in the air before he even (laughs) saw what was going on because he's like, Man, if I just buried a motherfucker back here this far, we probably (laughs) scored.
0: Well, that, yeah, that was the, uh, I believe, first CJ touchdown. Another, I don't know which lineman it was, but he, he pushed that pile over the goal line.
1: Watt was doing it too, man. Watt was just mauling people. That guy, watch him next time when you see a down block into the line of scrimmage. Watch when we got something unopened up to the left side. More often than not, you got 74 just moving everybody on the left side of the offensive line to the center and just creating gaping holes. I, I man, You know the best part about this team, and um, we'll touch on the head coach here in a minute, but we're still improving, I think. And there's a lot of teams. Do you remember Virginia Tech used to just come out of the gate screaming and then October would hit? And and they'd lose, they drop a couple. Yeah, they and November, every year it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're peaking right now, and it's been a rough couple of years for these guys. And they've, man, I can't imagine. Like back then, the only thing I would see is the DA. You're not digesting media. I'm not typing into ESPN.com and seeing what kind of shit people are talking. But you can't get away from it now, man. No, this, this guy, this guy wants to go look at some booty on Instagram, and somebody's telling him he's a piece of shit. Like, I mean, I can't imagine what these kids are exposed to now. And just the inability, just like, you know, you read about, we've both got young kids worried about the cyber bullying that's yet to come. These guys aren't immune to that stuff. They're human beings. They're big and strong and tough guys, but it sucks to hear about how bad you suck all the time. And that's one thing I try not to alienate players. I mean, the coaches get paid a lot of money to do what they do, but um, you try not to alienate the players even though they're paid now. Uh, if self preservation too. Eventually if we want to talk to one of them, it's it's in our best interest not to shit too hard on the guy unless they're unless they're doing some things that are below you know, below level from a uh humanity standpoint. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean if they're if they miss a block or if they run into a guy on a punt or whatever, oh well. But all that to say uh we're headed in the right direction. We're just starting to I think our best offensive weapon is just starting to get the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've been you,
1: clamoring for it. I have. Everybody has.
0: I, I think he brings out the best in Donaldson.
1: That's there's no doubt about that. And this I don't is the second game in a row you've seen
0: it. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a component of CJ getting a little fire lit under his ass, or um, he realized that he doesn't have to do everything, and he can. He can just go out and play. I think it's the latter, to be honest with you, because during the game, they mentioned something about Donaldson pulling White aside and basically telling him what he had to do to stay on the field practice-wise. And Hmm. um, that was interesting because the buzzword now is culture. Culture, culture. Mm -hmm. That's all you hear about. and. I think it's
1: more important now than ever for some things that we talked about the last few weeks, this NIL stuff and the re recruiting of players that are on your roster. I think culture is probably more important now than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, and and Neil, to his credit, has has established a culture. Now, people have made fun of it, like myself, like all the team barbecue stuff sort of irks you when you're five and seven, right? But it's 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 good though. I it's, mean, they're, it's they're team building. To, yeah,
1: it's camaraderie. You want the guys hanging out with each other. That's yeah. good. Like, because I've been on teams where it's been, I mean, you see every year it's so dynamic. And you do take over, uh, we don't have a huge senior laden class, but there's some leadership in that locker room. Um, there's been some potential to fold, Fold right? Like, Look at the end of last so, year.
0: Yeah, for sure. They could have quit at the end of last year and it probably would have cost Neil Brown his job. If we if we're three and nine and not five and seven, I think I think he gets fired.
1: That's true. And and I mean, what was the tail end was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I realize those teams didn't have years they're used to having, but the players are still the same. I remember in the Big East when we were playing a down Miami team, they've still got ten freaking blue chips on the roster, right? I right. Mean, when we, I, the best example I can think of, and this one's near and dear to my heart, is when the NCAA stuck us in a bowl game with a six and six Florida State team, and they had a giant banner of Bobby Bowden on the side of the stadium.
0: <laughs> that
1: was our that was our reward for going eight and four, I guess. I've never been so annoyed in my life.
0: I wanted to puke in Florida. Like, in Florida, yeah, yeah.
1: That was that was a nightmare. But like you're still playing a Florida state squad. They still have the guys like it just because they didn't put it together. doesn't mean they're not going to on Saturday. And uh, I mean, that's, that's the same thing with Oklahoma. They've lost two games, but they've still got guys that were recruited at a high level. So, I mean, I don't think their offensive line is as dominant as the ones that they've had in the past. Uh, They've had a lot of trouble running the ball. And uh, that's something I'm pretty excited about. Maybe we have a chance. But I don't know. Do, do you really want a team with an incentive to try to throw the ball? Because I know we've, we've seen our defense look pretty different. But all that to say, it looked pretty good Saturday.
0: They played well. I, I did not watch the game. I watched the first quarter. And it was pretty clear after the first quarter that we were going to win.
1: We, we were able to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. We defended passes. Beanie Bishop came into the game leading the country on passes defended, which I've I never understood the difference between passes defended and passes broken up. So it's it's a combination. It's the passes broken up plus the interceptions. So going into the game, he had, I think, I have this written down, I think, he had 13 such plays, or I'm sorry, He had 12 passes broken up, and he had four interceptions. So in the year, he had 16. Well, he had five more PBUs Saturday. He had five passes broken up on Saturday. So now he's got 21. The guy with the second most in the country has 15. So uh, he's also honing in on a record. Brian King's got the West Virginia record for pass breakups in a season. That's 23. So he still got some work to do there, but um, he's got 15 of them right, or I'm I'm sorry, 17 right now. So he's got a chance
0: to get to that number. What an impact <laughs> that guy has been! It's been it's been tremendous. I don't know where would we be without him. I, that's a great question.
1: That is There's two or three games that could have gone differently. Yeah. I mean, and it, you see Burks looks healthy again, flying around, making plays. That strip that he had, that was heads up, man. That's You see guys trying to do that all the time, but to pull the ball up and then jump on top of it, that's a hell of an individual effort. And he graded
0: out on the PFF. He graded out as the highest safety in the country. Is that right? Yeah. So guys are playing at a high level. I I think – and Brown mentioned this after the game. We hadn't really had a game where both sides of the ball put it all together. mm and, and they no. did Saturday night.
1: I got a, I got another game ball for these guys. You got Coban and Cutter combining for 16 tackles and three and a half TFLs. As a team, we had eight TFLs. As a team, on top of the five breakups we had with, with Beanie, there were eight. So we got our hands on eight balls that could have been catches. I mean, what a difference that makes. That, that's true. I mean, most receptions – the majority, I'd say, over fifty percent, go for first downs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how many drives does that kill? We held them to two hundred and seventy-seven total yards, and we ran and we gained five hundred and sixty-seven. We doubled them up. We absolutely beat the shit out of BYU. We rushed for three hundred thirty-six yards, seven yards of tote. And I told you this before the podcast, but I didn't realize this myself until I started looking. We're now the seventh highest rushing yardage team in the country. And it's the needles pointing up. Over the last three games, we've averaged, I think, 270 and change. There's not too many games you're not going to be involved in where you're not going to have some level of success if you can
0: do that. And it appears to be improving. I think we said that earlier. That's the scary thing.
1: I think the other thing is we didn't have to beat the shit out of our quarterback this game. Yeah, I, that's I, huge. I think I beat the dead horse last week that he was getting like 15 to 20 carries a game. You can't continue to do that with a diminutive guy. Christ, you can't do that with a guy that weighs 230 pounds, let alone a guy that weighs maybe 200, probably closer to 190. He had four carries on the game. So the other carries went 16 for Jean. And 14 for CJ, and what did we say before last week? 25 to 30 carries to those guys. That's this is the recipe right here, man. Uh, we when I started doing this with you, we talked about a culture, uh, a a, a uh, identity, identity. Yeah, exactly. We have that now. It's take care of the ball, take the air out of the sucker. We're also – the only thing we rank higher in the country from a, from a, a national ranking standpoint than rushing is time of possession. We're fourth in
0: the country in time of possession. We keep the ball 34 minutes a game. Um, and when you don't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. you're going to win most of your games.
1: So take care of the ball, run it. Th- this, this running and time of possession go hand in hand. And finally, we're starting to see that thing that we we, we expected, that this offensive line could dominate games. And, and we're starting to see that. And we've kind of organically built depth. I saw the guard got hurt early in the game, and Remack was in the game. So he must have been like, let's try to let him wait another week to get closer to 100%. And uh, he went in there and played his ass off. So um, uh, hopefully we get – is that Yates? Is
0: that – I believe so, yes. Yates and Hubbard it. kind of float around at guard. And they
1: flip flop both sides. So mm-hmm. one of them went out of the game, but it didn't look too bad. So hopefully – I did glance at the injury report and there wasn't anything standing out. So hopefully we go into this OU game with all seven offensive linemen. I think we're going to need them.
0: And our, our passing game is um, – it's respectable. It's not – the air raid with Gino or Will Greer, but you got some guys out there that can make some plays. It's
1: a hell of a lot better than the one I played with. I mean, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and, and
0: Garrett, Garrett throws a nice deep ball. I mean, that ball he threw to press and Fox was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you can keep them back,
1: like they can't afford to bail on them. and he,
0: gosh, man, there's like five or
1: six plays this year that we missed by like half a step. And, and honestly, our home run hitter has been out. Is Clement, is he coming back this week? I haven't heard. So keep an eye on that one. It'd be good to get him back. Um, I know Devin Carter got loose against uh, Oklahoma State once. But we haven't had to do much of that. In front. I mean, BYU, we didn't need to do that. It took care of itself. We, we had that one. We, we pretty much could have done whatever we wanted. And that's uh, – I thought that we had a gap in talent. I've watched both teams play. Um, I think you're going to see that a couple more times before the end of the year. You're starting to see it manifest a little bit. And when you start to get underclassmen performing at a high level, like you've got Cutter, White. Um,
0: Traylon Ray.
1: a list of them.
0: Wide Is receiver. Ray a
1: freshman too?
0: Yeah. Man. Then you have the – Guy on the D line, I can't pronounce his name. I need to need to learn that. He's the guy that transferred from Kentucky. Deoja. He, yeah, he's disruptive.
1: He is, man.
0: There's some he's guys good. there's um, some there's another uh, Gallagher. guy. Gallagher. Gallagher, um, yeah.
1: So when you get guys who just arrive and start to flash and, and and make an impact on your roster, then I mean that's not expected. And it's such a shot in the arm to the program that you're able to do that. And and I'm sorry, you were saying something else too?
0: I was going to say that um, there's some guys that have been injured. One of them is Redwood. He got in a little bit at the end of the game. And then there's a linebacker named Trotter. I think he got hurt in the spring that they were really high on. Oh, yeah, Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah, and then you have Lathan, who's Mm -hmm. obviously injured. But these are guys that will – we're freshmen. They, they still got a lot of ball to play. And I think that goes to back what, back to what you've said that, and, and I, I'm in total agreement. You got to re-recruit these guys and you got to make the NL, NIL stuff right with them to the point where I would not even give hardly anything to any high school kids. I would spend all that money on the guys you have already here because there's a lot of talent. And it's it's taken a while to build this thing up, but you're starting to see, I guess, what Neil wanted to do from the get go. And I don't know, man. I I know two weeks ago I was ready to fire him, mm-hmm. but and
1: it's not st- it goes, man. Until they, until you fall in love, yeah. Until you, until you win a sugar bowl game that you had no business being in. Like, in winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the good welcomes pouring in all at once. Man, everybody remembers the roses with Rich Rodriguez. It wasn't like that. It was not like that. I no. was on the field getting cussed out by grandmothers when we <laughs> got beat by Maryland for like the fifth time in a row.
0: How about the year before the Sugar Bowl? We had the easiest path to the BCS ever, and we couldn't beat Boston College at home and couldn't beat Pitt on the Road. A very average Pitt team.
1: What, like, we had a flea flicker, like, throw to Rashid that we bounced that would have won the game, right? Yeah. Isn't that the one?
0: Something like that. Whatever.
1: Yeah. That would saved us the dignity of losing to Utah by a thousand points. <laughs> very what? true. And Pitt, that's what Pitt did, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's just, everybody remembers the the honeymoon phase. And it's funny, too, that. Man, we're basically running the offense we ran with Rich right now. That's, that's what
0: Yeah. That's the crazy thing about it. I think the We're fo- running the zone read right now.
1: That's yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> it's we're averaging two hundred and twenty yards rushing a game. That's what we did. Um So the formula is We bend and don't break on defense. We hey man, for all of we have not given up many shot plays, honestly. Like We've given up a healthy share of 20-yard plays, don't, no doubt. But, And I was looking through this this week, too, because Oklahoma, the games they've cruised, it's been like 40 yards, 50 yards, 30, 40, 50 yards, big plays. I think if we can contain the big play, if you can make the 30-yard play a 15-yard play, keep the ball in front of you, I think they're going to press, and I think we're going to have a shot. I really believe that. I think the recipe's there. I think it's the defense we've been running. And then hopefully you can get after the quarterback a little bit because this guy can run if he has to. That's, that's always the scary part. That's the thing I like the best. I don't understand it at a college level, if you're not recruiting, you know, Arch Manning, why aren't you recruiting a kid that can run? Because it just, you have to count for all 11
0: at that point. It's like stealing. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It is. Especially in the red zone. How much more Most effective are Most of the time, it you? takes a guy out of
1: coverage, too. Uh-huh. So, like, you don't get to guard a, a quad on the field. I mean, I wish Reed was on to talk about this, but, like, if you have to spy a guy, it's not the same as dropping into coverage, guarding a zone. It creates gaping, gaping holes. and It's just something you have to account for. That's one reason I love what Garrett Green brings to the table so much.
0: Yeah, I think... I. You talk about a formula, but for West Virginia, when we're at our best, we have a athletic quarterback and we have a physical offensive line and we have capable running backs. And When have we ever
1: had a good team that we didn't have all of those things?
0: Never. That's I can't. So I was thinking about it like Bill Stewart decided to go away from that and wanted a more balanced offense – didn't really work out. Dana had Dana liked to run the ball, but you know we we still aired it out. But you look at his best team in the Big Twelve, the ten win team. Mm-hmm. You had an athlete a quarterback, and you had a, a very run heavy offense.
1: You basically had a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah, Scholar was a little bit like a little more dense than most of these guys, right?
0: Yeah, he he was good. He was really good, like, in short yardage. He was good for, like, 10-yard dives, man. Mm-hmm. I just remember him, like,
1: running headlong into people, and nobody cared that much about it. Just like, <laughs> you're good. I, I hate the way that ended with him, like, gesturing at the fans and stuff. I'll bet he does, too.
0: Yeah, because that, if you're, that was if, unfortunate.
1: If you're an asshole fan, like, whatever, you're just a noise in the crowd when you retaliate, it's such a detriment and it's your problem. It's no one else's problem. Like if you do something crazy against the fans, which it's, it's so tempting to, because you're out there blood, sweat, and tears every day. Just doing awful shit when all your friends are doing whatever the hell they want. And, and then you, you got people like yelling at you about your, something you can't help. It's very frustrating. But, uh, Gosh, I hate that for that guy. I hope I hope we can get past it at some point because I was mad at him too. But I'm 42 now, man. I got kids. You know, you, you don't. It just doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Hopefully, hopefully he can get back to a place because that 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 team was that is by far the best team we've had in the big in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I, I ran into a buzzsaw in that bowl game, though, didn't we?
0: Najoku, we're we're good at yeah. making tight. In, we're good at getting tight ends drafted.
1: They had a lot going on there, man. And they had some linebackers too that were supposed to be like they're all freshmen. Do You remember that?
0: That's that's exactly what you said though earlier in the show. Like it's it's still Miami, like the, they still got players, right? The,
1: they could never put it together, but man, that team—that team was uh, talent-laden. So, I mean, <clears throat> I, I didn't dig into the conference at all this week. I didn't see anything. The—the uh, the game I watched was bedlam. It was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Um, they—they they tried to gear up to stop the run. They held him in check. He only had 150 yards rushing, which is better than 270. Only. But you lose the game, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. It,
0: what do you think of Oklahoma?
1: I, I mean, it's not it's not the Sam Bradford Oklahoma's. It's
0: a good team. Or the Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray or.
1: Uh, yeah, but that, the, them being sixth and whatnot, it's probably a little above. I, I think they're a top ten to twenty team. I think. I'd be almost nervous if this game was in Morgantown because I'd be expecting a lot. I kind of like that it's in Norman, um, but boy, wouldn't that be something to send their asses off to the SEC? They dominated us for, for you know the better part of fifteen years. If we sent them out the last two years with the home and away win, boy, that'd be sweet, wouldn't it?
0: That would be have the all time score, or well, unless we play in a bowl game. But I don't see I, us playing Oklahoma probably for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: it's going to be a minute. It'll yeah. be an
1: accident if it happens. Yeah, or one of those like Chick Fil A whatever deals. But uh, man, I think we've I think it's all right there. I mean, I'll I'll tell everybody things that aren't going to surprise them. They're 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 now the number one offense in the in the conference. Gabriel leads in every statistical category from a passer standpoint. And and for those that don't remember. Gabriel was a quarterback at UCF before he came to OU. He transferred, transfer portal, I guess, when his coach left. Um, he leads the conference, and he's completing almost 70% of his passes, so he's efficient. He leads in yards and touchdowns. He's only thrown six interceptions. The two main ball catchers are, are Farouk and Stoops. and Yep, that is Stoops' son. That's Bob Stoops' kid. They both are over 500 yards on the year. Stoops has six touchdowns. I think they found a tailback last week. Um, The guy that's been leading them, Walker, gave way to a guy named Salchuk, who was the lead back last week. He was over 100 yards against Oklahoma State. But we know you can do that. You can run on Oklahoma State. They have a a linebacker um, who's up for probably most of the awards. I mean, he's leading. He's among the nation's leaders in TFLs and tackles. But he was out against Oklahoma State. But his replacement is a young guy. He's little. He's six foot two oh eight. His name's Kip Lewis. He had fifteen tackles in his place. All that's to say this is the seventh best defense in the Big Twelve. They're twelfth against the pass, they're fourth against the rush. What are they good at? They're good at offense and they're good at turning the ball over. They got a plus eight in the turnover margin. They will get the ball from you. But generally you have a better turnover margin if you're ahead in most of the games, which they had been to this point of the season. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You got to throw the ball. the right. To turnovers. You're playing
1: catch-up, so you're taking some risks, yeah. right? So all that to be, they, they really haven't looked great in their last four games. Um, they, not great. They beat Texas. That was the fourth game ago. So that, it, but it was close and they could have very easily lost the game. They followed that up by squeaking by, and getting a win against UCF at home. They beat UCF by two at home, and UCF had a two-point conversion to tie the game with under a minute left that, that they failed to succeed on, end up um, losing the game. They're able to run the clock out. Then they went and played at Kansas, and they lost. Very tough, I mean, Kansas is tough. They got a running back who's as good as anybody that we're all gonna have on our fantasy teams here in, in the next couple years. <clears throat> then last week they went to Bethlehem, got beat again. Another close game, lost by three. So, what chance in hell do we have? And this is just my two cents. Um, I mentioned earlier we're fourth in the country in time of possession. Well, we beat these guys last year. <clears throat> Gabriel was the quarterback last year. Um, we held him to about 180 yards passing. As you mentioned earlier, it was a, it was a just. You know, a, n- a nice storm. So yeah. the weather wasn't optimal. It Cold
0: was- and rainy the whole day and windy.
1: <clears throat> well, what did we do last year? <clears throat> we rushed for 200 yards. Garrett Green had 119, two touchdowns. You think they're going to be focusing on Garrett Green this week? I do. Um, we held the ball for 38 minutes last year in that game.
0: So They're going to sell but- out against the run. Sure, mm-hmm. which is
1: fine, but can they? Because I just told you they're twelfth against the Pets. I don't.
0: That's. I think if you can hit a couple on them early, I and think open up I the run. Right. I th-
1: I don't think it matters. What like, travels? What travels? Defense travels, and offensive lines travel.
0: Right. We have right.
1: we have an offensive line. I I don't think it matters. I, I think that we've got enough different ways to hit you, that there's going to be opportunities there. And the one thing I know about a zone read, you say sell out. You can totally sell out and put nine guys in the box like Pitt did in 2007, and that'll work if you try to run every play. I think we got more capable passing game and more willingness to try to pass the ball than than we did that day. Mm-hmm. I don't see them going to that level of selling out, quote-unquote. I think that I think we're going to be able to run the ball, and I think that if they try to step up, we're going to have opportunities to throw the ball down the field and get vertical on them. And can we complete those? We've been close. Can we complete them this time? Can EJ catch one and make it hurt? Can Ray get out and catch one? If Clement's back, can he – I mean, two or three of those, and that changes the entire game. So I think that's the opportunity. I think we got to pressure their quarterback. We need to force. We need to get the ball away from them once or twice. I think uh, we're they're they're more talented than we are. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But we're starting to win. We're confident. We have an offensive line that I'm confident in. Their their defensive line isn't what it's been in the last in the past. You can run on these guys. You can pass on these guys. But, I mean, Oklahoma used to be first in offense and first in defense mm-hmm. in the conference. That's not what this is. They're still figuring this out. So I think we're going to have our opportunities. Um, can we run the ball? And can we take care of it? I think the answer to both of those is yes. So if we can do that, I mean, I saw 13 and a 13.5 point spread yesterday. And I, threw down, I threw down all the money
0: line. Did you really? I,
1: think, I did. I think we're going to win. I think, I think we're going to win. I think, I think West Virginia's going to win 27-24 in a Michael Haysfield goal.
0: Oh, man. Love to see it, just like last year. hmm I think How we're going to win. How about kicker, man? How about that guy? He's only missed the 54-yarder. And they come out, they look great. When he kicks them. They're all straight in the mm-hmm. middle. There's no close...
1: We've we've had some adventures in that regard over the years. (laughs) So to what you said, how pissed off is the fan base going to be if Neil wins on Saturday?
0: That's such a good question. Because I get the vibe that I think most people are pretty happy. And how could you not be? But you beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma, the, the people riding the fence are going to hop over. He's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread.
1: Man, we're going to be looking at a rear view here in a couple weeks, and we're going to go back to the Oklahoma State game that we had a chance that we would have had a four-point lead in the ball with 14 minutes left in the game if we muffed the punt. So we have a chance to drive and get up 11 with maybe 10 minutes left in that game. That's going to be a ten, top ten team. Yeah,
0: they're That's, playing well. They are playing that really well.
1: Team might win the Big Twelve. Like we haven't been, well, we haven't played a ranked team in all this time. Yeah, we have. They're just not ranked yet.
0: Right. Then I
1: well, thought we are now,
0: but. I thought the game at Happy Valley. I, I think we handled ourselves fairly decent there.
1: Hmm. There's only been one disaster. (laughs) I don't think anybody realizes how shitty we had to play to lose that game.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Interceptions have to be tossed up into the air to a fucking guy. Like, what are the odds of that shit?
0: Yeah, I haven't gotten over that one yet. As soon as we beat BYU, I was like, the fucking Houston game. God. I
1: know. They they played good for like two weeks, though. Didn't they get – they gave – Texas, all they could handle.
0: Yeah, they won. Yeah, uh, they won on Saturday as well. They beat Yeah, Heller. I'm like a touchdown reception from our old running back. Yeah, I don't know. You get you get two out of the last three and finish eight and four. That's a pretty good pretty good turnaround. And then you look at who we have potentially coming back, and we're not that far off.
1: I got to tell you, man, I was right there with you, eight and four, but when I started looking at the numbers and I started digging through what Oklahoma's done this year, and this is just statute stuff, but man, I think we're going to give them problems. I I think we match up great with them. I think we're kind of a Kansas state type right now. Like we take care of the ball. We don't have a lot of penalties with the exception of Saturday, but I, I think we had some referees trying to get on TV. Um, those are the two least penalized teams in the conference that combined for 21 penalties on Saturday, by the way.
0: Strange. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, I mean, it's right there for it. Um, unless Gabriel just plays out of his mind, which isn't inconceivable. And you get, they've probably got guys I didn't even name or the highest recruited wide receivers that they have. But... I mean, the Stoops kid's fine. He's a sl- he look, you know, he's a West Walker type. He's a real, he's a real film junkie. He's, he's a, a
0: a coach on the field. He, yeah, he's he, he, he,
1: exactly it's the kind of guy. You know, he's like when your when your son brings home as a friend. You know, you you, you real feel good about that guy. You That's know, he's, he's he's that kind of guy. He's a gym he's, rat, a, a, a real character guy. Yeah, a <laughs> high character guy. <laughs> First one in, last guy out. But uh, the Farouk guy gives me concern. He's a big play guy. But the, the guy that went off on us last year's place for your team now, Marvin Mims.
0: Oh, the Broncos. Yeah,
1: he, he had 98, I think, against us last year. So he's out of there, but they, they don't have that. They don't have that running back unless this. And this guy that they just found is the guy, I think that's 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 the difference. I mean, they've been playing Walker all year, and they just started giving Saltrick carries. Like, he's only he's, – he's got, like, the fourth – he's the fourth leading carrier on the year for him. But last week he had, like – I don't know if it was a health thing prior to that or what. I didn't, I didn't get that far into it. But we got a real opportunity on Saturday. I hope the guys <clears> – <throat> I mean, like I've told you before, when you're playing – the Big name schools. That's an easy week of practice. The coaches, you know, that's. I've had coaches tell me that.
0: Yeah, the l- last trip to Norman, I mean, we were right in it, and unfortunately, Frazier snapped that ball over the quarterback's head. But there's no reason we shouldn't go down there with confidence. We uh, can certainly. play with these guys. There's no doubt about yeah.
1: it. I, I I'll I'll keep saying it. I think Wyatt Malam's an NFL guy. Um. Is he a true sophomore?
0: I don't know. I'll have to look that up. He might be a junior, but he he played as a true freshman, which is pretty crazy for a tackle.
1: That guy's good, man. He's mm-hmm. really good. Really, really good. Um, I played with some good tackles, and he's exceptional. I saw Tim Brown's kid was at the game. I've been oh. talking about him. His name's Kevin Brown, 2025 recruit. Keep an eye out for that guy. I are we on good. him? We're all over
0: him. We but, are. What's he play?
1: Everybody else. He plays tackle, and he's going to be awesome.
0: That's one you got to get. You got to get those God. legacy guys.
1: Tough to get Harrisburg kids to go from Penn State though, man.
0: Yeah, is Penn State recruiting him?
1: Hell yeah. Okay. He's got offers by those guys. I think Alabama's offered him. He's, oh. He's he's a four star right now. He might be a
0: five. Might have to pony up some cash for him. Whatever, man, get it
1: done. <laughs> Wvu. If 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 you know a booster who listens to this, whoever listens to this thing, if you know booster, tell them we need to get that kid. He's he's going to be a stud. Absolute stud. What about that kid from Hurricane Chrome?
0: I don't know a lot about him. Um, the tackle.
1: Yeah, what the hell is his name? He's got some crazy necklace. Scooby.
0: I think Scooby Parks.
1: Yeah, it's
0: something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of kids down at Hurricane that are um, getting looks. <laughs> What's, What's that, that about? That's never been the case. No, they. Uh, they NIL? all. N- maybe. I, <laughs> I, I think I've noticed something that. and it's not just football it's soccer too i think one thing we're seeing is these kids i i don't know i'm sure it was the same in moorfield but you didn't have travel football when when i was a kid no you played football baseball basketball Uh, maybe you wrestled you played basketball though i remember right whitey
1: yeah, I played basketball. If we didn't have wrestling, so there's no pressure to do that. I'm sure that would have been getting.
0: These kids play football year round now, and I think they all play together, so they all teamed up and went to the same high school. Some of these her- kids should be at G-W-
1: talking shit in AAA this
0: year or something. What? Say that again.
1: Are they just dominating? Is that I, no. I have not been. Like, they they players. lost
0: to um, they lost to Huntington, and somehow GW beat them. I'll, I'll never figure that one out, uh, but they, they're they're good. They have a kid that's already committed to West Virginia. His dad played. I think his dad was that. a year he's behind a, me at South Charleston. He's a and skills player, right? Yeah, he's a wide receiver. He he's probably really really fast because his dad was. His dad, I think his dad played for Wesleyan and ran track there as well. So he's and he trains kids. So all these kids play travel ball. They work out together. And I've noticed that in soccer as well, that a lot of... It's
1: seven-on-sevens, though. Like, there's not much... I mean, I remember that. There wasn't anything for the linemen to do. Put those stupid shell helmets on them and pass block, I guess. Like,
0: <laughs> like oh, this is a lot of fucking fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is great for an offensive lineman. just a lot of fun. i always watch those things, and I'm so amused. <laughs> they just let these kids go at it and camp out there, man. They beat the shit out of each other. Penn State was kind of like that when I went up there. And guess who was, like, one of the primary guys that was dealing with me up at Penn State?
0: Is he serving time for... He
1: is. <laughs> he, he is. They, like is there, that was. Do you get a vibe from him? Dude, there was 1,500 kids at this camp. Like, it was the shittiest experience. So it was, like, on the tail end of, like, my camp tour, Whirlwind, my junior year. I did three camps. I lost, like, 25 pounds in, like, three weeks. It was awful. (laughs) I was dying. This was the last camp. I'd have done anything just to get the hell out of there. So, like, I didn't really engage. I went back to my dorm and just, like, chilled. Like they they came at me with like a <clears throat> we're gonna invi- we're gonna give you a preferred walk on and then a second semester scholarship and I'm like I got offers in other schools why would I do that
0: <laughs>
1: like I don't love Penn State as a matter of fact if you guys are real curious I fucking hate you <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because like um, Lavar was up there at the time and Cor- uh Courtney Brown.
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah.
1: So we were in the up in their indoor, and those guys were like, they were doing summer conditioning and they, they were running sprints, and those two giants. I couldn't tell them apart. That's how big LeVar Arrington was. He was big as the defensive end, who's as big as Miles Garrett. That, that was
0: crazy. Man, LeVar the, Arrington was an animal in college. I
1: actually got to watch him play against Drew Brees. I was dating a girl and and she took me to the game. Somehow just, she had a friend that went to all these Penn State games and went up and I was watching LeVar Arrington and the Purdue would not go away. And I just remember Drew Brees threw the ball about 55 times that day. And I was like, I thought I was there to watch LeVar Arrington. Little did I know I was there to watch Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, right. I
0: mean? Right. A Hall of Famer.
1: Retro- in retrospect. But – it was pretty spectacular. Lavar did one of those plays where he timed up the snap and jumped over the line and tackled a guy. It was pretty sweet. That guy's a legend up here. You know, he was like all-world basketball player too.
0: Did he go to Woodland Hills? No.
1: I think he's from like Hershey. Okay. I think he's from a different part of the state. He... he uh but apparently, it was just a dominant power forward for a team that might have won state. I bet you You know, he, the all-time, you know who the all time leading scorer is in the history of Pennsylvania basketball? I don't. He's a mountaineer.
0: I think. Did he play football? He did. Nostalgia?
1: Hey, yes. Wow.
0: That's crazy. Isn't think, it? Think of the guys that have come out of PA.
1: I can't – look. well, Kobe Bryant springs to mind.
0: Rasheed Wallace. All the Philly guys.
1: I remember there was like five of them at one time. Um, Rasheed was so cool, though. <laughs> he was trash-talking the son of a bitch I'd ever seen <laughs> to that point in my life. It just didn't make sense that he was playing for Dean
0: Smith, did it? No, he should have been at UNLV. Or, Georgetown. Or Georgetown. He was just, just getting teed up, <laughs> just
1: doing that swing into guys and, like, rubbing their balls in their face when you dunk, like Shaq used to do all the time. Have you ever, the best basketball disrespect I've ever seen is when Shaq dunks on that, uh, oh, man, what's his name? He was a seven-foot, like, white guy, like, from I think he was playing for the Knicks at the time. And he like comes in, all his momentum, he swings into the guy, the guy falls down, or is losing his balance, and Shaq just kinda like lightly pushes him and the guy gets up and throws the ball at him as hard as he can. Have you ever seen
0: this? I think time? was it Travis ever Knight?
1: Oh did... no, it's not.
0: I gotta I gotta find this. I gotta see who this is.
1: It's he's so mad and everybody's like
0: he's like hold me back, hold me back. What are you gonna do to Shaq, buddy? What's your game plan there? Man, Prime guy, Shaq. Prime, still... go ahead. Sorry, I don't know what you do with that guy. Prime Shack was unstoppable. Like, just a problem. He was DJing at the UCF game. I saw that. That's a little weird. It's, he does all
1: kinds of weird shit. I didn't remember he was like a deputy sheriff for a while. <laughs> there's not many more interesting people than him, and he's he's subject to some of the funniest memes. A couple years ago, he was dating a girl who was about five foot two, and there's some hilarious memes going around about that.
0: I remember that. <laughs> oh, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> not going there. Um. <laughs> Any
1: anybody anybody out there curious? You should definitely Google that. <laughs>
0: So all um, right, all right. What do you think this weekend? Let's let's get out of here. What do you what do you think? Prediction
1: twenty seven twenty four. Man, we're gonna win. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the hot end until we lose. And I, I, I don't plan on picking us to lose the next two weeks either. I think we got. I think I think we hit our. We've got a recipe. I think we've the culture that you've mentioned, the identity that we've talked about all season. I think we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna take it out of take the air out of the ball.
0: Um, it's funny you mention Kansas State because Jaheim White should be playing for Kansas State.
1: They've got him. They've got the two years older version of him right and now.
0: And who – is it Kansas State that always beats Oklahoma?
1: I'm sorry, Kansas is who I'm talking about.
0: Kansas, no, but Kansas State – it's either Kansas State or Iowa State that would would knock off Oklahoma. I don't I feel like
1: it's Iowa State, but Kansas, right. Iowa State, that's what we need to – that's good. If we can capture that and bottle what those guys have been able to do, because we can recruit at a higher level than they can, I believe. And so, if we're a little better, better version of that, like, man, Kansas State is routinely 10th, 11th, 12th in the conference in recruiting. They just pick the right guys. That's what – part of this is and, and, and talking about this creating a team's identity, it becomes easier. You get to pick types. Like maybe not everybody's onto this guy. Mm-hmm. Like we used to get little, little guys that nobody real. We're not going to let you play offense. You got to play DB. Okay. Well, we're going to let you play running back. Um, we got Pat White. Cause we let him play quarterback. Um, We've got Darius Reynaud the same day on a flip. I remember that was huge. Uh,
0: Renaud was a running back, wasn't
1: he? He flipped from LSU. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, like, but it he was him and Pat White on signing day. Like they thought they had him. I don't think anybody else. LSU was talking to Pat. But yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe Raynaud was a tailback. I mean, he, he essentially was.
0: Anyway, he's so underrated. The guy was unbelievable. He was had unbelievable.
1: Had was in the world. He could cut on a dime mm-hmm. that reverse that he took into the end zone against Georgia, man, some legend stuff there. That guy was phenomenal. And I mean, he, he, he played in the NFL for quite a while returning punts.
0: That's right. He did.
1: There's another more like from an athletics and, you know, just having the, the, the juke, a little wiggle I mean, in sports, than returning punts in the NFL. It's a Not, rough ass job. <laughs> that is a tough job. John, just blind faith that one of the eleven guys is going to take you out, or one of yours, as we've seen. Yeah. So, and that's hap- that's happens to other teams too. I mean, I've seen that a lot. It does. I, but- I, think, I, I think I think we got a chance to win. What do you think?
0: I picked us to lose yesterday, but I...
1: Have I sold you?
0: I You might... I just think if we can run the ball on them, we got a chance. And I, I forget who... It might have been Truck who said that uh, they don't play well at night at Oklahoma. Hmm. And the, I, you go back and you start thinking about some of the times that they've been upset, and it, it has been at night at home. So I don't know I don't, that, like you, you don't think
1: they're gonna get all geared up for the Mountaineers come to town.
0: <laughs> no, and I, I don't know if, if I doubt they packed it in, but you got you can't tell me that, you know, losing two straight after what happened last year, that people are starting to whisper about venables. Well, I told you
1: what trick it would write on the board. You lose one game, you're not winning the championship. Mm-hmm. You lose two games you're probably not winning the conference championship. Well, there's three games. You're not playing in the New Year's Day Bowl. They're looking down the like like New Year's Day Bowl. These guys these guys don't go to Oklahoma to play in the New Year's Day Bowl. No. They're going to Oklahoma for a chance to hang a banner.
0: Right, right.
1: I think you're right. Now you got – hey, for every running back who got promoted, there's a running back that got demoted. What's he saying to the guys in the locker room? Yeah, man, this, this is a recipe – that factored into my, my selection as well. Two games in a row, heartbreaking fashion, one against a team you should have won, and then the next one against your arch rival. Uh,
0: oh, that's a hot topic right there, though. What What's that? Oklahoma and Oklahoma State not being mm. rivals. It's kind of gross, isn't it? It, it is. Well, it's, welcome to the
1: party, motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, – I find it hilarious that I think everyone in the Big 12 has moved on from Texas and Oklahoma. Like, okay, you guys are leaving. It's fine. Like, we're just going to carry on and add some teams and just keep playing ball. And and they're like, no, no, no. Like, you guys are nothing without us. And it's really not the case. Because if you look back at the last five years, Kansas State's won it. Uh, Oklahoma State's won it. Baylor's won it. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma have not dominated this league, especially Texas. Oklahoma, a little bit. I mean, they they yeah,
1: get out of here, Texas. Yeah,
0: you're, you're you're you're. I mean, this
1: is like this isn't even Donald Trump Jr. This is like the other one, Eric Trump. <laughs> like your 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 dad did all the work for you guys. Like yeah, guys the other
0: have- daughter. Yeah. It's Tiffany a long Trump time
1: since Vince Young was around. Yeah. It, uh they haven't
0: uh, won a, I, it's two thousand nine. They haven't won a conference championship since two thousand nine. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Wow. And, wow. and uh, when we were doing the show with Reed, like Reed was like, you know, Texas and Oklahoma or, you pencil those in as L's. Not the case. I think our no. record against Texas was like Five and six or five and five. I think
1: you're right. It's
0: right down the middle. In Oklahoma, I mean obviously, you know. But what- you do pencil it in as a loss
1: at the beginning of the season and then you win the game and you just go back to thinking we suck. That's right. What, yeah. The life of down there <laughs> <laughs> Man, let's let's give let's get behind Neil a little bit. I know he's a dork. We we wish we wish that the guy who is gonna be our coach maybe got a little bit excited like Rich and drank beer like all our friends do, and maybe looks like he could kick the shit out of the other team's coach. (laughs) But that guy just doesn't exist. He won a championship at LSU a couple years ago. He's not coaching anymore, guys. Right, (laughs) (laughs) right. It's just just not... I don't know. Or
0: he's at Houston. (laughs) Well...
1: (laughs) There's, there's a fine line, I guess, but like, you know, it's, it's just the the looking for the opportunity to rebuild. And then like, like I've heard you say on the, on your other podcast, it's, there's no guarantees, man. It's not like, there's not a slam dunk out there and I don't really want to go back to the drawing board. I hope this still works out.
0: I do too. Really well I
1: have a pitchfork sharp and handy if the time calls for it? You're damn right. That's the best part about being a fan. You get to demand perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it makes no sense. But if we can win nine games, eight, nine games, three times every five years and maybe compete for a conference championship every fifth year, that'd be great.
0: I think that's the the standard right there. That's Don Nealon ball. Right. And like I said, we're not that far. We're not that far off with the group we have right now. If we can keep everyone together, keep this thing going. I think we found our identity. I think you have two superstars. Actually, three. You have your three-headed monster with CJ Garrett and Jaheim White. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I hate to compare him to, you know, Pat, Steve, and Owen Schmidt, but it's it's kind of a similar thing. And you just run the fuck out of the ball and play – I mean, fish. CJ
1: – we were always clamoring for CJ to be the feature back last year. It never happened, right? Right. And he was still productive. So, like, maybe that's – maybe he doesn't have the gas tank to be 25, 30. That, that, that's – that's otherworldly to have that kind of a conditioning level
0: and take the pounding that he does. Cause he, right. gets, he takes pounding. He's just sticking it right up in there. But like
1: that gets a little looser. And the guys fall down a little easier. I think he's enjoying having a sidecar with Jaheim.
0: Oh man, I'm here for Picture it. Picture this I... one
1: too. What if we do a fully loaded gun with one on either side? Like we used to with Owen and, and
0: Steve, what do you do now? I, I would love to see that. I might I might cry because <laughs> we're claiming for, for Rich Rodriguez, his 2007 offense, and now we're running it, and we got the horses to do it.
1: What about what about this DJ Oliver? I'm intrigued by that guy too.
0: They were high on him.
1: I have not been excited for a spring ball, and I don't know how many years. I'm going to be excited this spring.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we might be interesting for the first time since 2018. We might nice. get more
1: people. We might outnumber the band at this year's spring
0: game. The the parents and girlfriends. There might be more fans there.
1: <laughs> I might I might make the drive.
0: I haven't done a spring game in like 15 years.
1: It used to be so exciting. And now it's <laughs> yeah. Gosh, man. I'll tell you what. It's no better as a player. I hated that damn thing. It's always so hot. And you barely play or you play a ton. The last one I was in, I think I played five snaps. And I was a a one slash two. Like, what is this?
0: (laughs) And he's... The whole mantra is don't get anybody hurt. It's kind
1: of it. Yeah. It was... I don't know. That's that's where like, what was that? What was that kid? That running back from like the West Virginia State record guy, and then he went to the Blue Gold game, and he went nuts the one time. Right. Penn, Pennington showed out one time. He
0: did. Yeah.
1: No, this was a white kid. I'm thinking.
0: Oh, about. Roberts.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: From Gordon S- Roberts. From Scott. Yeah. I think he yeah, had a that was- cup cup of coffee with the Chiefs. Nice. Did he like, end up going to MEC school? Yeah, you went to UC and just dominated. Good deal. Yeah. All
1: right, yeah, man, let's wrap I think we win. I think the next time we, we're real excited when we get on this thing. All
0: uh, right. Uh, you got I'm me, actually, Whitey. Thirty-one twenty-seven Mountaineers. Hey. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> all right, we'll see you all next week.